Friday, March 20th, is the famous Cameron UMC Trivia Night, where all proceeds go to help the Cameron UMC Mission Projects. But we need your help. We need snacks, like tortilla wrap-ups. We need snacks, like homemade treats. We need snacks, like popcorn. We need snacks like wheat thins. We need snacks like chocolate chip cookies. We need snacks like hot Cheetos and Takis. We need snacks like vegetables. So stop at the front desk in the entryway to grab information about signing up your trivia team. Also, you'll find the sign-up sheet for all the goodies that you would like to bring to help support this event. You know, things like meat and cheese trays, or fruit trays, or veggie trays. For this Lenten season, we are offering a time of learning and fellowship for parents with children still in school. We are calling this group Adulting Together. We will meet Sunday mornings at 8.55 a.m. And we'll begin with a short video that will show at exactly 9 a.m. So don't be late because the video will be the topic of our gathering. We will be discussing a video series called Easter Upside Down. Here is a promotional video. He picks up that man's ear. And he puts it right on his head. Like it had always been there. You know the sound a wave makes after it hits the shore? And how quiet it gets after a few seconds? That was Jesus. When he spoke, it was like a, a rolling wave. I did something I had not planned. I covered, I covered his feet with my hair, washing them with my tears. I had no choice. He was Messiah, worthy of anointing. was good. I'm Dan Brown. I'm the new pastor here. I haven't had a chance to say that for a while. I need to remind you I'm new, right? I've only been here six months, so I'm still new. <laughs> um, today is a special day. It's the first uh, Sunday of Lent. 
but it is also a day in which we will be um, celebrating the confirmation of four youth. And um, so, um, I, in fact, I want to have the, the youth stand up, the, the four youth stand up. Come on, it's okay. There we go. Um, later on, yeah, you can clap for them now. Y'all may be seated. Um, so um, you can thank them for the short sermon today. Um, but uh, we will be uh, celebrating um, this um, new step in their journey as they, as they um, venture off into um, a new journey and deeper relationship with Christ. And so um, you'll get your chance to participate in that also. Uh, hopefully you didn't have any trouble finding your seats today. I didn't sound like I meant that, did it? <laughs> you found your seats. We got to do something up here, too. Uh, it's Lent. We need to kind of stir things up a little bit, don't you think? Isn't that kind of the purpose of Lent? Uh, to stir things up a little bit for us to really think about where we are in our walk with Christ. Um, to reflect uh, where we are and to um, make some readjustments. Um, And um, that way, when we uh, get to Easter Sunday, not only are we celebrating Christ's resurrection, but we will also be gathering to celebrate what God has done in our lives through this Lenten season, how He shaped us and formed us in new ways, how He's drawn us closer and enabled us uh, to be his followers who share his love and his grace with others. And so I invite you all to stand as we join together, as we are reminded uh, that we come here expecting and anticipating Christ's presence. We come expecting the Spirit to speak to us and to continue to shape us. And so uh, our acolytes come forward and bring the light of Christ forward. Gracious God, we invite you um, to um, make yourself known to us this day in the midst of our worship. Indeed, Lord, open up our hearts and our minds that we might experience your spirit deep within us, speaking to us and shaping us and forming us and sending us forth to be your hands and your feet. In Christ's name we pray, amen. And now let us join our voices together as we sing Lift High the Cross.
Ooh. As we prepare for uh, the prayers of the people, this morning we're going to uh, participate in um, a prayer of confession in unison. And so um, I will just invite us not to rush through this prayer and allow these words to come from our heart. Um, I remind us that confession and a prayer of confession is an important part of our worship service, uh, not as a way to beat ourselves up, but uh, as a way to um, be honest with God and ourselves, as a way to uh, just offer up to God those places where we have failed to be the people He intended us to be, and to offer ourselves anew and afresh in the coming week to be better at following Him. And so I invite you to join me in this prayer of confession. Join with me. Loving God, too often we break your heart with the thoughtless and foolish choices we make. Rather than bring healing, our words hurt those we love most. Rather than reflecting the fullness of your presence, our lives reveal the shallowness of our faith. Rather than being transformed by your Spirit, our minds and hearts stubbornly remain unchanged. Rather than reaching out to serve others, we demand that our desires and needs be met first. We long to see Jesus, yet we fail to recognize his presence in the people we encounter throughout the week. Come, Lord Jesus, forgive us, heal us, shape us, so we may engage and invite others to join us in the journey that leads to faith, hope, and love. And all God's people said, Amen.
Amen. I want to invite the children to come forward. Oh, there they are. Okay, it's like, where are they all today? Come on, gather in here. Oh, my goodness. Some of you weren't, were, were all of you, no, not all of you were in here earlier when I said, you, there's, there's four youth over here. Raise your hand. Oh, they're, they're not paying attention. <laughs> raise your hand over here, the confirmands. Oh, raise your hand. Raise your hand. They, they need to see who you are here. You see them? They're here for confirmation. Does anybody know what that is? Mm, maybe. Maybe not. How many of you, well, you all may not know this. How many of you have been baptized? Do you know whether or not you've been baptized or not? Okay. All right. Hmm. You know what day you were baptized on? No? Huh. Huh. Parents. Each year you should be celebrating your child's baptism. Um, get you a candle just like on their birthday and remind them the day that they were baptized. Can, would that be good? Can you all do that? I'm not getting much affirmation. Shake your head yes. You all need an excuse for another party, don't you? Boy, I'm going to be in trouble now. Um, tell your parents that you should celebrate your baptism day. Well, these confirmands, have all, they were all baptized all of you when you were infants, right? No? A little older. Okay, not all infants. Okay. Some of them infants, some when they're older. Today they're coming forward, and um, while they're like, like you, they went through Sunday school, and they learned about Jesus, and they grew in their faith. Well, now they're to the point where they're going to come forward, and they're going to stand up in front of the congregation, and they're going to profess their faith and their decision um, and their intentions to follow Jesus and allow Jesus to work within them. So, is that something you all might look forward to? Maybe. Okay. Hmm, maybe not. Okay. In the meantime, what do you think you should do? You what? You need to go to the bathroom. Okay. Well, you may. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm going to talk later about a journey and knowing your destination. And if you need to go to the bathroom, you should know your destination. Uh, I have no idea where I'm going now. <laughs> have you all ever been on a trip? Yeah, do you usually decide where you're going before you go on the trip? Or do you just get in the car and just wander around? Usually you decide where you're going, right? So, so even as you are growing, I encourage you to think about where you want to go, not as in a place, but where you want to go in relationship to God, okay? And then um, help, let us help you get there so that someday you'll be like the four of them and we'll be celebrating your confirmation and you'll be standing up and telling the congregation, yes, I want to follow Jesus, Right? You want to do that now, don't you? You want to follow Jesus now. You're not quite ready to tell the congregation that? 
Oh, you, are you? You want to tell them? You want, you want to tell them? You, you can tell them now if you want to. Say, I want to follow Jesus. Can you do that all together? No. That's what I figured. But you can tell me if you need to go to the bathroom. Shame on me. Let's pray. Gracious God, we just thank you for your presence here. We just ask, Lord, that you would continue to shape the the lives of these children, um, that you would continue to strengthen and encourage those who teach them and and help them to experience your love so that uh, someday um, they will be standing here uh, before this congregation um, affirming their desire to follow Jesus to live like him so that they might make a difference in the lives of other people. In Christ's name, amen. You all may return that way. Is that okay? Let's stand as we sing, Be Thou My Vision. be seated. Well, I've got three questions for you to think about for Lent. And the first one is, what is your destination? Now, I I don't mean where are you going on vacation next week. Um, I I don't mean what are your plans for retirement. Um, I don't mean where you're going to lunch today after worship service. My question is, is, where, where are you headed in your relationship to God? Where are you headed in your spiritual 
journey. Have you ever really thought about that? I find often within the church that somehow in some way we get the idea that, um, that our, our spiritual journey ends at our baptism or at the very least it just kind of meanders until we um, die and go to heaven. We don't often think about this spiritual journey that we are on. In fact, some of us may be thinking, what, what are you speaking of? And yet, the truth is, is that we are all on a spiritual journey. And the question is, what is shaping that journey? And if we don't determine a destination, if we don't know what vision that we have for that, then in fact, we'll never get there, will we? And so I want to invite us today, uh, we're going to read a, a, a few passages of Scripture from Paul's letters, and I want you to hear uh, these verses from, first of all, from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 18. All of us are looking with unveiled faces at the glory of the Lord as if we were looking in a mirror. We are being transformed into that same image from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory. This comes from the Lord, who is spirit. And then I invite us to hear these words from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. His purpose was to equip God's people for the work of serving and building up the body of Christ until we all reach the unity of faith and knowledge of God's Son. God's goal is for us to become mature adults, to be fully grown, measured by the standard of fullness of Christ. And then over in Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Don't lie to each other. Take off the old human nature with its practices and put on the new nature, which is renewed in knowledge by the conforming to the image of the one who created it in us. And then last, from Romans chapter 12. So brothers and sisters, because of God's mercy, I encourage you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. This is your appropriate priestly service. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good and pleasing and mature. This is the word of God for the people of God. Respond this day. So if we listen to these passages from Paul, uh, we, we get the idea of what our goal ought to be, yes, um, in all of these passages, Paul makes it clear that our goal is to be shaped into the image of Christ. Our goal is to have that image of God that was placed in us to be restored, or um, as I like to say, um, to, to be cleaned up so that the masterpiece God created us to be comes out. You know, sometimes we, we think of ourselves as having this innate nature which is sinful, and we forget that in Genesis, uh, God said He created us in His image. 
And the reality is, is that image that God created us to be, it has been covered up by this false self that we have created, by all the muck that we have allowed to surround us. And what God seeks to do by His Spirit is to wash that away so that the beautiful masterpiece that He created us to be might shine forth. And we might uh, enjoy God's presence in the here and now, not just after we die. That we might be formed and shaped so that indeed we, like Jesus, live and love the people whom we come into contact with. You see, it's important that we understand this destination toward which we have been called. Otherwise, we just meander around and we just kind of do the best we can or we think that um, our journey here is simply a journey of, that the world directs us upon. And so I ask us today, where are we headed? I especially ask the compromise, where do you desire to go from here? Is your desire to know God in the deepest depths of your heart? Is your desire uh, to allow God to let the masterpiece He's created you to be to shine forth? Is your desire to be united with Him so that you, in fact, may live and love like Jesus? And so if we know our destination, then the next question to ask is, where are you? And again, I'm not talking about, well, I'm in Cameron United Methodist Church trying to figure out why I'm sitting in the seat I'm sitting in, because this is not where I usually sit. <laughs> where are you in this spiritual journey? And maybe a corollary of that is, how did you get to where you are? I mean, if you have just been meandering around with Jesus, the, the better question may be, how did you get to where you are? What has been shaping you? And so, but, but when I ask, where are you? The question is, is what direction are you moving? I mean, are you just cruising along toward God, uh, becoming more and more like Jesus, becoming more patient and, and more tolerant and more loving and more kind and more gentle? All of these descriptions that we find in Colossians 3 and in Galatians 5. Uh, maybe you're cruising in that direction and each day you're saying, I am becoming more and more like Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But maybe you find yourself um, kind of stalled and um, you're just not sure where you are. Maybe things have uh, just um, gotten a little um, boring or blah or, or whatever word you like to use. But maybe you just find yourself kind of stalled where you are. <sighs> Knowing that something's missing, that you're not quite where you want to be, uh, but um, not sure what's missing and what to do next. And maybe, maybe you find yourself walking in the opposite direction from Jesus, or at least maybe not squarely toward Jesus, maybe just off a little bit. Maybe you find yourself um, getting angrier or maybe you, you find yourself just not becoming more and more like Christ. 
You see, the Lenten season is a good time for us to reflect on where we're headed and where we are. Where are we in our journey? And how did we get here? Have our lives, have we simply, because we haven't even realized that we're on a journey, have we simply allowed our lives to be uh, shaped by our anger or by our resentment or by our bitterness? Have we allowed our lives to be shaped by our greed or our desire for uh, popularity or um, our desire to simply get ahead in the world? Where are you headed? And where are you today? I'm going to invite us to to just dwell on those questions throughout the Lenten season. And each week, um, we will unpack this this roadmap to this journey and talk about uh, some things that we need to know for uh, the journey. We'll talk more about the destination. We'll talk more about our backstory. We'll talk more uh, about how we determine what's next. And so the third question for the journey is, so... Where do I go from here? What does the spiritual journey actually look like? As I said, I'll unpack that throughout the week, but I I want to leave us with this thought uh, about what is next or what might be next or what the path might look like. It actually uh, comes from one of my favorite authors. He was also uh, one of my um, seminary. I I didn't ever have him as a professor, but he was in charge of spiritual formation at Asbury um, Theological Seminary, uh, Robert Mulholland. Um, He's written some excellent books, but but he writes in one of his books, um, this this is what he has to say about the spiritual journey. He says, the way or the path to spiritual wholeness lies in an increasingly faithful response to the one, that is to God, whose purpose shapes our path, whose grace redeems the detours that we take. Whose power liberates us from the crippling bondages of the prior journeys and paths that we have been on, and whose transforming presence meets us at every turn in the road. Now, I don't know about you, but I find uh, this, these words from Robert Mulholland to be quite enlightening and guiding. The next step for all of us may be different, uh, but that step is for us to increasingly respond in faithfulness to the God who meets us wherever we are, in every place that we find ourselves. A God who meets us when we're running to Him. A God who is there when we find ourselves just stalled and unable to get out of a rut. A God who even meets us when we're headed 180 degrees away from Him. 
A God who seeks to draw us to Him so that we might experience a union and life with Him. So that we might become the masterpiece that He created us to be. A people who live and love like Jesus in using our unique gifts and talents in such a way that other people are blessed through us when they encounter and engage us. So I invite all of us this Lenten season to ask ourselves, what is my desire? Am I seeking to live in union with Christ so that I might be transformed into the image of Christ? So that I become more and more like Jesus? So that on Easter morning, I wake up and I celebrate the fact that there is more kindness and gentleness and tolerance and love in my relationships and in my life. But to do that, we need to ask ourselves, where are we? And what will we do in order to allow God to shape us and form us and move in that direction? I invite us all to think about that throughout this Lenten season. And I want to leave us with with, um, a passage from Psalm 37. Beginning in verse 1. Don't get upset over evildoers. Don't be jealous of those who do wrong because they will fade fast like grass. They will wither like green vegetables. Trust the Lord and do good. Live in the land and farm faithfulness. Enjoy the Lord and He will give what your heart asks. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust Him. He will act and will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like high noon. Be still before the Lord and wait for Him. May we seek to trust God in this Lenten season. Amen. And now, I'm going to ask the confirmands to come forward. And their mentors. And I don't, I don't I guess families are going to come forward later, right? Is that how I was going to do this? I, I can't remember. Y'all were supposed to remember this. Here you are. You know, when, when I was ordained, a bishop laid his hands on me. And, but one of, one of the things the bishop said that meant so much to me, uh, because I had worked hard. I mean, I had gone to school, I had done studies, I had spent three years um, in, in a group, and I was beginning to see ordination as an end. And the bishop said, don't do that. He said, ordination is a beginning, not an end. And so I want you all, as you think about confirmation is not the end, Uh, I I mean, your path and your journey here um, 
has involved a lot of things. And sometimes, like baptism, we can think of confirmation as being an end. I want to encourage you to think of it as a beginning, as a new beginning of your relationship with God. And so I just want to encourage you um, to think about where and what your desires are for God. Where you are now and how you might move toward that destination and enjoy the adventure. Best advice I ever got from the bishop because um, uh, ordination and being a pastor um, was certainly not an end point. Um, it has been an awesome journey of continuing to grow and to learn. And so I invite you all to think about your confirmation in those same ways. Um, now I'm going to invite you, we're going to start with Daltrey. How's that? Um, you step forward and your family come forward, and I've got a few questions to ask you. Uh, who were Jesus' 12 disciples? Oh, wait, no, that's not the question. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> You've been... <laughs> no problem, right? That's why. Um, I've got a few questions to ask you, but first I just want to uh, remind you that um, you have been being shaped by God and God will continue to shape you. Uh, this is an opportunity for you to just reaffirm your faith and to reaffirm, reaffirm your intentions. And so I'm going to ask you, um, do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil and injustice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Okay. Now say it like you mean it. You do mean it, right? I know you do. Okay. This is it. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in Him and His grace, and commit to this lifelong journey of learning to live and love like Jesus so that you might make a difference in the lives of other people? Will you live as faithful as faithful member of Christ's church and serve as Christ's representative, offering hope and healing and wholeness rather than contributing uh, to the brokenness and to the despair and to the harm that exists in the world. Awesome. I got a smile on that one. All right. So, Pat, will you continue to support and encourage and mentor Daltrey as she grows in her faith and uh, becomes a part of this congregation? Huh. Will you, as parents, do your best to continue to encourage and challenge um, Daltrey so that she might grow in hope and faith and love? Awesome. All righty. I need to get back here. I am going to invite family and mentor to lay hands upon Daltrey. Um, I invite you to remember your baptism. Um, not just the event itself, but the fact that in your baptism, God made a covenant with you that he has not broken and will not break. He invites you to reaffirm that this day as we pray over you. Indeed, 
May you receive the Holy Spirit on this day. May that Spirit work in you anew and afresh in deep ways. May you experience the Spirit's presence so that you might continue to be shaped so that he might reveal the masterpiece he has designed you to be. In Christ's name, amen. Christy. I'm going to ask you the same questions. Oh, and I'm not going to start with who are the 12 disciples, okay? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil and injustice and oppression in whatever forms they may exist? And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in Him and His grace and commit to this lifelong journey in which you seek to learn to live and love like Jesus so you might make a lasting positive difference in the lives of others? And will you live faithfully as members of Christ's church and serve as Christ's representative, offering hope and healing and wholeness rather than despair and brokenness and harm? Awesome. Morgan, will you continue to encourage and mentor Christy so that she might grow in her faith and she might discover her place in the kingdom of God. And I invite you as parents, will you continue to nurture and encourage and challenge Christy so that she might continue to grow in her faith and love and hope of Jesus Christ? So I invite you to lay hands Christy, may you be renewed by the Holy Spirit. May you experience the presence of the Spirit working deep within you, shaping you, forming you, sharing God's love with you so that you might continue to grow into the masterpiece God has created you to be and so that you might touch the lives of other people in Christ's name, amen. All right, Hunter. I'll ask you the same questions. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil and injustice and oppression in whatever forms they may come? And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in Jesus and His grace, and commit to this lifelong journey of learning to live like Jesus so that you can make a lasting positive difference in the lives of others? And will you live as faithful member of Christ's church and serve as Christ's representative, offering hope and healing and wholeness rather than despair and brokenness and harm? Awesome. Asen, will you continue to encourage and mentor Hunter 
so that he might grow in his faith and discover his place in the kingdom of God. And will you continue to nurture and encourage and challenge Hunter to grow in his love of God and his love of neighbor? Awesome. And now if you'll place your hands on Hunter. Hunter, may you experience the spirit afresh and anew in your life. May the Spirit work deep within you, shaping you, forming you, revealing the masterpiece He has created you to be, so that indeed you might live and love like Jesus, and you might touch the lives of other people. In Jesus' name, amen. Shay. Hmm. No, okay. Do you accept the freedom and the power that God gives you to resist evil and injustice and oppression in whatever forms you might experience them? And will you confess, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in Jesus and His grace, and commit to this lifelong journey of learning to live in love like Jesus so that you might make a lasting positive difference in the lives of others. Will you live as a faithful member of this church and of Christ's church and serve as Christ's ambassadors offering hope and healing and what else? And wholeness. I do. Thank you. Let us pray. You'll place your hands upon I didn't ask Dina, did I? She doesn't get out of this? Huh. Dina, will you continue to encourage and mentor Shay so that she might continue to grow in her faith and discover her place in the kingdom of God? And will you all continue to nurture and encourage and challenge Shay? so that she indeed might continue to grow in her love of God and her love of neighbor. All right, now let's pray. How's that? Gracious God, we're at your spirit upon Shay. May she experience and know your presence in fresh and powerful ways. May your spirit work deep within her, shaping her, forming her, Revealing the masterpiece you have created her to be. So that she might continue to live and to love like you. And touch the lives of other people. In Christ's name, amen. Y'all didn't think you got out of this, did you? Do you, as Christ Church, reaffirm your commitment to trust God? Reaffirm your commitment to this lifelong journey of learning to live like Jesus so that you can make a difference in the lives of other people? Yes. Good. <laughs> Will you nurture one another in Christian faith and life and in this one, there's a responsive reading you'll be invited to join. Will you nurture one another in Christian faith and life and include these folks that are now before you in your 
care. I think y'all need to stand up for this. Join with me. With God's help, we will proclaim the good news as we live and love like Jesus. We will surround these folks with a community of love and grace that they may grow in their trust of God and be found faithful in their service to others. We will pray for them that they may be apprentices of Jesus who walk in the way that leads to life. Amen. And now, I've got one other question to ask y'all because in confirmation, you become members of the church. And so I'm going to ask you all um, together, uh, will you uh, support this church with your prayers and your presence and your witness, and your service, and all of those finances that y'all are making? (laughs) If so, say yes. Awesome. And will you receive these folks into membership of this congregation and into your care? Yes. Yes. And will you give them an appropriate greeting? You, now look, now look, you know I'm going to say this. You cheer a lot louder than that for the Chiefs. (laughs) Let's try this again. Can we welcome these folks into this congregation? That's, that is more like it. Um, Y'all just hang on right there. That'll be all right. Um, We're going to do, the rest of y'all may be seated. We're going to do something a little different with communion. The, the confirmands and their um, mentors are going to serve communion. They're going to serve to their family first. Um, and so um, let us remember that in the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread. He broke it. He gave thanks and he said, take, eat. This is my body broken for you. And after the supper, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks to God. He said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many. Do this as often as you drink in remembrance of me. And so it is in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the great mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon those gathered here and upon this gift of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by His love, experiencing um, His love anew and afresh as we receive these elements. By Your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ shall come again in final victory and we shall feast at that heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory be yours, Almighty God, now and forever. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. All right, I am going to serve the confirmands and their mentors. And Deb, you want to go ahead and come forward? Receive the bread and the cup. 
and experience Christ's love anew and afresh. Amen. Take a piece of bread and dip it there. Thank you. Receive the bread and the cup and experience Christ's love afresh and anew. Receive the bread and the cup and experience Christ's love afresh and anew. Receive the bread and the cup and experience Christ's love afresh and anew. Receive the bread and the cup, experience Christ's love afresh and anew. Receive the bread and the cup, experience Christ's love afresh and anew. Receive the bread and the cup and experience Christ's love afresh and anew. Receive the bread and the cup and experience Christ's love afresh and anew. All right, I'm going to invite you to serve your parents. I'm going to invite you to serve your parents, and then you all will go to the back, okay? Yeah. You good? I'm going to invite you to serve your parents. As they are serving their parents, I will um, remind you that you'll be invited to come forward. They'll give you a piece of bread. You dip it in the cup. You might kneel here or return. Um, We're going to invite you to come down these aisles and go that way. Y'all split that way, okay? Um, And then um, Shay, if you and Dina will go to the back. And uh, Christy, if you will, if you and Morgan will also go to the back. And the other two of you on one side or the other. Awesome. Oh. And Deb says, don't forget the offerings up here. Come. Christ awaits you. Come and receive the bread and the cup and experience Christ's presence afresh and anew this day.
we give thanksgiving for this mystery in which you share yourself with us. Indeed, grant, Lord, that having received the bread and the cup, we may indeed experience your love afresh and anew, so that we might be encouraged and strengthened for the journey of uncovering the masterpiece you have created us to be, a people who live and love like you and make a lasting positive difference in the lives of others. In Christ's name, amen. Now you're invited to stand and join your voices together as we sing, Here I Am, Lord. Thank you. 
needed to say, here I am, Lord, and go forth from here in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to share Christ's love with everyone whom you encounter. Go in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to be the masterpieces Christ created you to be. Amen. The, the affirmands will, or the camp confirmands will uh, meet you in the back. You all go ahead and head to the back. May you